I'm not going to cop a feel <laughs> of a dead psycho. Well, you know, different strokes, Jake. Sure. This went, this got weird. Internet and welcome to the ADC Horror Cast. This is the Creative Italian Podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. If you're in fashion, you should own some boots, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who can't define imperialism. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a Jack pick. I picked 2013's The Sacrament, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, except for it's just Jonestown, so it doesn't really matter. But fair warning either way. Yeah, the spoiler alert here is very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And hey, we've got a Patreon going, but that is not where your money should be going. So, as we have been doing for the last little bit, and will continue to be doing, and forever... I assume the world's never getting better. Uh, we are donating all of our Patreon proceeds to Not Feeding true. America. <laughs> um, so if you want to get some of the bonus content that comes with that, you can head over to a to z horror.com, A-T- or no, a- patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z horror, and check out some of the perks over there. Know your money's going to a better place than us. If you can't do that, please do consider donating to a worthy cause. Uh, a good list of places to help can be found at blacklivesmatters.carrd.co. But if you need a little escapism for right now, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. Now, boys, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these fears? I got two, and they're both on the uh, the father slash Jim Jones angle. Uh, so first off, I'd be kind of surprised if one of you didn't have one of these in front of you as well, because it feels like it's a layup, but I'm drinking an arrogant bastard ale. Nice. I don't have one of those. I, I don't either. Yeah. Sure. A uh, little Take bit harder up. to find this other one. This is a newer one from Wasatch. It's an Imperial Pilsner called the Great Deceiver. Oh, nice. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Imperial Pilsners. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Imperial Pilsners. Dude. A, they fucking rule. <laughs> yeah. We got oh, some clutch Pilsner Imperial Pilsners. And I've always loved Pilsners. Oh. We've got some, we've got some choice Imperial Pilsners now. here in Utah. One of them is great to see. For the other one is Park City. If you're ever in the neighborhood, Park City Brewing makes an Imperial Pilsner that's 9%, and you can crush them all day, and they are deadly. <laughs> <laughs> you can crush them until you dead. Yeah, well, yeah. You can crush three of them, and then you take a nap. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, I like it, Mark. Pretty solid. Uh, I've got a couple going here. One, uh, full disclosure, I didn't get for the movie. I got because Jake sent a thing that a local brewery here, Woodland Empire, is having a sale, $7 six-packs. So I fired over there, and I got four six-packs of uh, City of Trees, Idaho Pale Ale. I'm going to cram that in saying this guy creates his own city amongst the trees. Um, But mostly I just got that. I don't hate that. Of all of your shoehorns, that one is among the least... The weakest shoehorn. Strongest shoehorn? Yes, yeah, strongest, I think. Okay. Yeah, the I think shoehorn needed the least shoehorning. <laughs> there you go. It fit, the, it fit the shoe already, so the shoehorn strength did not need to be demonstrated. Discussing strong. the strength of the shoehorn is just going to get messy, so let's okay. avoid it. <laughs> the other thing I'm drinking for this movie is a Ninkasi uh, Brewing Company beer here. I've got a Juicy Domination Tropical <laughs> IPA. Uh, because, I mean, this is about the Jonestown Massacre. This is a 
bunch of people who take juice laced with cyanide and other horrendous things and kill themselves dominated by it. And where does that happen? In a tropical South American setting. Yeah. Uh, tropical IPA juicy domination. See, that yeah. was actually a bigger shoehorn job than your first one, I strangely. Hard disagree, but I'll take either one. Um, I am also, it's Friday night here, and, you know, I'm having a shot of whiskey. Because cheers, you know. Because cheers. Sometimes that's necessary. Indeed. Cheers indeed. Um, yeah. I, right. That, that uh, would have been kind of a funny little, I mean, okay. This is, but this is something we're going to have to get into now. We're obviously going to make light of some of the circumstances that happened here, and it is a... Yeah. Horrible, horrible tragedy. Yeah, that look, we've talked about it before. We've talked about it before with regards to serial killers, like how much it would suck to have a loved one killed by a serial killer who then just becomes a pop culture joke, right? The and then they make years. my friend Dahmer, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, you know, what I was gonna say is, I wonder how much more effective it would have been had this this community of people who struggle with like alcoholism and stuff been like okay well we're gonna go out on a bang so for the select few of you who want it we also just mix the cyanide with whiskey (laughs) go take some shots of that (laughs) jack's like i'll be over there thank you Uh, see you boys is that wait is this a place i can go Um, all right, that got dark. Uh, Jake, what is your beer for these beers? We're supposed to, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird movie to review, man. It's escapism, but it's a serious subject. We're, we're going to, Mark's disclaimer was appropriate. Okay, so I have one beer. It is on the same line as Jack's second of his beers. We just discussed it. These folks drink, this is where drinking the Kool-Aid comes from, basically, right? They drink punch that's laced a with misnomer. poison. We'll it that. is, but the, I I landed on, this is by Prairie uh, Brewing in Oklahoma, and this is a blackberry, cherry, and lime sour ale simply called Punch, because they lace the punch with poison and people drink it, so I'm drinking the punch today. Yeah. That's my beer. There, there you go. <laughs> it kind of looks like a Powerade too. Not a it, Powerade. Fuck. This is, Powerade. Wow, you know, Powerade's getting embroiled in this thing. Yeah, this is <laughs> a this is a red beer. Yep, absolutely. Called uh, Punch. All right. Now, boys, drinking beers and watching the movie The Sacrament isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other horror shit. So, let's talk about what else has been rocking our horror world. Starting, of course, with paying up on Lost Beers. For fears, that shot of whiskey's making me burp. Cue the sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, I have one to talk about here, so I can go first. I lost for Midsomar. Mark, I think I lost with you? Possibly. Pa- tell um, me what you had to watch first. Oh yeah, uh, there yeah, was yeah. a yes, you did. there was you a choice. I, I don't remember the other one. I watched the Dude Bro Party Massacre three. Nice. The I right watched choice. Club Dread, so we covered both. Good. For, oh, good, very good solid. For okay. Have either of you guys actually seen this movie? No. No. Um, this is so. I mean, I know this Pat is kind of like Oswald's in it. Pat Oswald is in it. I wasn't expecting him. I also wasn't expecting a cameo from Andrew WK. Oh. So that, yeah, <laughs> right. I got I got pretty tuned up to watch this movie. Then I saw an Andrew WK uh, appearance, and you can imagine what the rest of my, the evening was like for my poor, long-suffering wife, who had just had to listen to an Andrew WK album, which is effectively just one Andrew WK song on repeat. Uh, I love um, New York City. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. yeah. That song. 
New you York City. It. That's the one. That's Andrew W.K.'s best known song. Uh, <laughs> um, either one way, this is a movie. It was created, uh, crowdfunded by the Five Second Films comedy crew, um, and it, there is not a one or a two. This is everything you expect a parody comedy movie called. Mark, what is happening? I that just is the drank this arrogant race. bastard, and it is uh, like a. <laughs> Something is happening. Beer? Isn't there's this a, a chemical, beer for you? There's a chemical reaction in my mouth happening with the Blondale that I just finished off oh. that I did not mention. That's a different no, thing. That, and I was that, like, all kinds of flavors. I don't know what's happening. Guys, I need help. I need an adult. <laughs> That's a well-known thing, Mark. You can't mix Imperial Pilsners with anything. They're well, too, no, it's yeah. not an Imperial Pilsner. It was just another Blondale that I was finishing off. And oh, then I had how you get mustard gas, Mark. Yeah, I th- <laughs> exactly. I think I made chlorine gas in my mouth. <laughs> um, either way, this uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 is... Kind of exactly what you think, what you would think would be the end result of a comedy troupe making a parody movie that they end up calling Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. It's over the top on every conceivable level. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I appreciate that they made it. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's it, it doesn't need to be as what everything it is. Like, you get the joke pretty quick. You get the point. Yeah, I guess, I guess the two questions I have about this. First one is, is it funny? It is funny. And second thing is, is it funny for like 12 minutes and then the shtick wears thin? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so yes and yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, cool. Just, welcome. It's fine. This is available to rent everywhere. I happen to watch it free on Tubi with some ads. So that is also an option. Um, look, if if you get nice and tuned up, this is a fun one to throw on. It's dumb. It's fun. It's funny. The shtick wears thin pretty quick, but it's, you know. It's fine. It's good. Glad I watched it. I find it um, interesting. Also... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's like it's a big part of the zeitgeist that, at least in the horror world, that I had not like, experienced. Huh. It's a, um, no, it's the normal a, zeitgeist. Normal I mean, it's a large people. footnote of the horror world. I haven't seen this referenced since, like, 2016, but I find it interesting that Tubi right is, like, actively advertising heavily now on, like, football games and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. We're like, what? <laughs> They'll be happen? gone in a quibby, Mark. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> that joke didn't get enough credit from you guys. Okay, that's all I've got to pay up on here. Either of you boys got something to talk about. I sure do. Jake, do you have one? Because I feel I like two. we might have the same one to talk I about. I have two. Oh, Whoa! shit. Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. do the one we have in common first, because I'm pretty you sure think... we both watched it. Dead Space Dead Space Downfall? Downfall? Yeah. Why, did this, why does this exist? <laughs> oh, dude, dude. Dead Space <laughs> has deep lore they have five six games they have three canon games and then like two phone games that doesn't i mean they have i don't think you can use they have like four movies lore this is like such an air quotey lore i think it's called like ea and dollar signs that certainly yes. doesn't hurt the the case. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they sold shit, then cool. I mean, that, that's how you do business. That's a business but, thing. But in any case, this movie came out. I think after the. It might have been after the second game. Two thousand eight. So two thousand eight. Yeah, I yeah. think the first game. It might. Whatever. I think it was between the first two games. It's a prequel to the events of the first game. The first game yeah. is one of the best action horror games of all time. Agreed. Dead Space. Very good. Fucking this rules. one I might know from a particular shed. No. No, okay. uh, but I think you would know this from a particular house that was like f- five blocks from the shed. <laughs> okay. I okay. weirdly know exactly what you're talking you're, about. You're yeah. walking around alone on a spaceship shooting alien zombies with it like a laser familiar. cutter. You sever their limbs and shit. Yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah. familiar. The whole the whole hook of the... Also, the guy's name is Isaac Clark, so you can piece together those two sci-fi names. 
Um, the whole the Subtle. whole stick of the game was that you'd use a plasma cutter to strategically dismember the zombies that were coming at you. So you'd like cut off their arms. If you just shot them, they wouldn't die. You'd have to it cut off their arms so, and legs. And it was stuff. so fun. So Super good. duper fun game. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd turn immediately into ragdoll physics, and you walk around and just fling them around the room. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, the movie was yeah the movie basically does not have physics. It was basically that though. I mean, it was the downfall. Like they found the marker, and then everyone died. <laughs> like I I don't know. I didn't need this, and it didn't entertain me. But I watched it. It didn't even. It didn't entertain you like at all. What did no. you guys lose for? This, this was for Perfect Blue. We watched. Oh yeah, animated, animated movies. movies. Yeah, it was the best. Oh, it's animated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The important <laughs> note: animated. Um, <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mark, um, this did nothing for me. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not drawn to animation. It was. It didn't. I mean, I could have been just not paying all that much attention, but it didn't add anything that I felt was necessarily new. I didn't care about any of it. I. I mean, I don't think I'm hard against it as much as you are, but sure. I will say. So first off, it's free on Amazon Prime if you are interested at all in expanding your understanding of the lore of the Dead Space universe. Um, but secondly, if you just want to watch a movie about a cartoon movie, probably good little thing to mention there. Yes, but if you want to watch a movie about people using laser chainsaws to fight a bunch of zombies, then this is the movie for you. There's not even it is that a, much of that. There's a few pretty good scenes of there's that. There's a though. there are a few pretty good scenes, but there yeah. isn't that much. It's a uh, super gory cartoon. I'll give it that. Yeah, this is a this was a fun in so far as I wanted to see more animation horror. I'm sure. kind of glad we went down this one cuz the one it's not a particularly good movie. I'll get that out there. But the one thing that this did was like rekindle that nostalgic feeling for Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, Specifically shit. like do you guys remember the Ghostbusters cartoon television show? Oh, yeah, of course, of course I do, not. Mark. <laughs> Okay, I feel like this and that have very similar. Maybe I'm, I might be wildly misremembering things, but I feel like they have very similar animation styles. And for whatever reason, a few of the scenes in this, I was it just took me back to watching that. And um, oh god, what was the uh, Starship Troopers uh, Roughnecks? Okay, well, you well, Mark, those two were like right next to each other. You- you're talking about the Ghostbusters cartoon from the 90s, not yes. the older, the real Ghostbusters cartoon from the no, 80s. No, I am talking about the one from the 90s. Thank you very yeah. much. The real well, there, one. There were, there were two Saturday morning the Ghostbusters cartoons. No, no th- th- one, of the, one of them was called The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google which one specifically. But yeah, though definitely the later one because, I mean, that's you know my shtick at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like the other one. No, not I, the I, real I, Ghostbusters. You would know if you're talking about the one from the '80s. It's that that one has like Hanna Barbera style animation. Yeah, no, the much more like dark and like grotesque animation style. Anyways, that's uh, Dead Space Downfall. The I, X-Men I mean, Evolution animation style, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Very similar. Very very similar to that. And also, I mean, Roughnecks was much more like CG heavy, but um, yeah, similar similar vein. There was a fucking. Can we just spend the rest of the episode talking about ninety Saturday morning? Yes, cartoons? let's do that. Okay, we're canceling the sacrament. Let's do. We're this. doing a pack. We're doing an entire pack cast on Beast Wars. I've just decided. Okay. Cool. Fuck Deal. yeah. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just. just no, I didn't think it was Not that right bad now. though, Mark. I didn't think it was bad. It just didn't do anything for me. I think there's a distinction. Like it wasn't a bad product, but having played the game, I would have rather play the game again. 
So, oh, yeah, uh, the game fucking rules. Maybe that's yeah. really the takeaway here, is if you have yeah. a chance to go back and play that is better the content original within Dead this Space. IP. So, yeah. I am do that. kind of gobsmacked that they stopped making those at three. Mm-hmm. They just, like, we're done. We told the story. We're out. And that's the res- most anti-EA thing I've ever heard. I respect, well, there's all this other stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. I respect decisions like that, but I would not put EA as the, at the top of the list of companies that would do it. But they did. See Madden 2020. Yeah, it might have been more of a visceral thing than an EA thing. But in any case, that was uh, Dead Space Downfall. Yep. Yep, we did it. Yeah. Is that your only one, Mark? That was the only one I had for this segment, yes. Okay, let me tell you about what I watched. Um, This is going to be weird because I don't think I've ever had as little to say about something that I've watched, but as much to say about the things immediately surrounding my experience of watching it. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't think this is going to make sense. It's fine. It's fine. Such so an esoteric I, intro to this. What is, I know, what is right? Happening? I lost for Rocky Horror Picture Show, so I had to watch another musical, and I Hell think yeah. two of them tied. The one, one was super old, and then one was not, and it was also more available, so I picked that one. Uh, and the winner of that is Devil's Carnival. Here's the thing. <laughs> I searched it. I That movie, we reviewed it a long time ago, okay? And I'm just going to say that I now, in retrospect, remember like when that came up on the list, there was some sort of... Uh, someone kind of gave a quick, like, yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery's in that movie. Nice. Here's the deal. I searched it, was like, oh my God, it's on YouTube. Like, how long is this going to be up? Started watching on YouTube. It had ads. I was like 20 minutes in before I realized that I was not watching The Devil's Carnival. I was watching the sequel, Alleluia, The Devil's Carnival. <laughs> but I was in too deep, and it is a musical. And so I just kept watching it. So okay. no Sean Patrick cool. Flannery. I, I only have a couple things to say here because it's bonkers and it makes no sense. The music isn't so bad, so it's not like an egregious product. And I would also say that like the sets and the props and the costuming is good. So kind of what you would hope for from a musical that is worth its salt or whatever. But it did nothing for me other than that. Here's the thing. Sean Pat- I lost my train of thought. Sean Patrick Flannery is not in the movie, but do you know who is? Who? David Hasselhoff. Yes. <laughs> what? That's the that's the first thing that I have to say. Oh what? yes, sir. <laughs> and the other thing that I have to say about this is that the ads that were popping up on the YouTube like streaming of this were super weird. One was for a brand called Shitty A S H I T I like Yeti, and it had like it was just people like sticking stickers. On I've cooler. seen this, dude. It's just. It's a sticker company. Fuck? It's a sticker yeah. company in here. But here's the thing about it that bothered me. It's set to like a really weird rendition of the song Bilgewater by Blackbird, which is a bizarre choice. And it caught me and would not let me go. I still haven't stopped thinking about it. Other ad that really got me was something for a pan. I don't even know what the product is anymore, but it was some woman who was apparently the creator. And she keeps talk- she talked about like the wh- her weight list inducing... <laughs> Waitlist inducing, and then it's not a pan the way she says it like 75 times during this 30-second ad. It's a pun. And this is someone who has a totally normal American accent, so it's not like it's any different, but it's a pun. That's my review. (laughs) This this has been a magical review. I'd also like to note that... (laughs) That's my review of of the Devil's Carnival. 
which is not the, I didn't watch the right movie. I'm not Devil's going back Carnival, and watching it. A movie which is actually free on Amazon Prime. I don't know why the, you were looking for it to be free. The Devil's what I did is I just did a quick I just googled it. I just googled the Devil's Carnival and one of the first things is like the YouTube like trailer and then it was like I saw like hour 36 minutes. I was like, "Oh fuck, it's right there. Click." And I didn't put two and two together until I was 20 minutes in. It was over. The Devil's Carnival is also from the same people who did Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah. Yeah. The Devil's Carnival 2 is not as far as um, I understand. Well, I can't speak to The Devil's Carnival because I didn't watch it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this one doesn't seem all that different. Like, it has the same sort of... That makes a lot of sense in retrospect, I guess is what I'm saying. It has, like, the same, like, really bright, washed-out lighting. And, like, I don't know. Maybe that's a hallmark of these smaller-budget horror musicals. Eh. <laughs> I watched a movie that was close, and I had some fun on the side. There you go. That's my review. I'm all not right. going to go back and watch it. I watched the other one. And actually, now that I Google it, it does appear to have been made by the same people. As okay. And, yeah. And I mean, it's a sequel. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Same director, I think. Because I did go nice. back and do a little looking. Um, well, it's whatever. I don't know. Watch good one work of the two not year talking pro- about a movie for 10 minutes. Hmm. Uh, he instead he <laughs> talked about a pawn. <laughs> I talked about a pawn. And a weird, hey, and a weird cover of Bilgewater. Let's cue Mr. Bucket. <laughs> yeah, we doing that. I put your balls in my mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. Push your balls in my mouth. All right, over in regular rocking horror worlds, I have one thing to talk about oh, cool. this week. I went over to Shutter and tried to watch the the cool Marin Ireland movie that was from November. That was my top one for yep. November, and it is not available until 2021. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> like I, I, it's on Shutter, and then you click on it, and it just shows you a tr- two-minute trailer and says coming out in 2021. What movie? So is we this? fucked that up. Fuck. The Dark and the Wicked. The the Wicked and oh, the Restless. Yeah, I remember, yeah the, the, the Dark and the Wicked. And the something. The dark was, and the yeah. Wicked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so couldn't watch that. So then I was just clicking around on other like recent releases, and I came on a movie called Lingering. You came on it, huh? Um, came upon. Hmm. All upon. Uh, so this is a 2020 horror film. I don't know exactly when it was released. This is a Korean ghost movie. I wonder if either of you guys have heard I've of it. I've not this. heard of it. No, no, sir. It is a Shutter original as far as distribution in the United States go. Um, this is kind of exactly what you'd expect from a Korean horror movie these so days, right? It's It uh, looks great. Yep. It's real That's what slow. I expect. Oh, it's uh, long. Yeah, no, it, Two it's, hours and 45 minutes yeah. long? It's only an hour and 42. I Damn! Think. Okay. Yeah. It's like a trailer really, for that. They really tightened it up. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is like a ghost movie, haunted house movie, family Damn. drama movie. Um, I can't it. recommend this one. It is beautifully shot. Um, it, it looks very good. There are cool tension building aspects to it and, and, and good stuff in that regard. Some okay ghost things. But it's mostly just real fucking slow and overwrought family drama. And I didn't care for any of that. Um, it's also very confusing. That might have been a language barrier, but I was mm. actually like trying to pay attention. I don't know what the fuck was going on in this mm. thing for the most part. Got it. Except for ghosts in a, in a house. So I can't recommend this one, but it is. I mean, it is gorgeous. Are you on called a lingering? It's just called lingering. Oh, not lingering. The. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying. Just making sure. Giving you a chance, just in case. <laughs> I mean, given your track record. <laughs> How does it stack up against 0.0 megahertz? It's in worlds better. This is a well-made, watchable, beautiful movie. Okay, uh, that didn't actively upset me. So, I, is like, Shutter, be- true or false? Shutter is still on a heater. False, because they like they're just they they have a lot of stuff, and some of it's you're very Jack, good. I hate you. This is I don't know. Whatever. You're the king of bad takes regarding Shutter. I hate it. 
<laughs> yeah, especially because you started this whole thing with I set out to pick my top one from the month that was coming to me from yeah. Shutter. Yeah, that's and not they- Shutter's fault. I guarantee that's not Shutter's fault. It is weird that they would release just a trailer and then say, they have hey, it come as back a thing you months. can click on. They just have a yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm that guessing says what happened. Yeah, I'm guessing what happened was they had it all ready to go, and then some bullshit legal bullshit happened at like the last minute, and they can't do it until next year. So they just have it already in their like app, and they have to they put a trailer in there. It's like a last. They could plug. take that. They could take it off of the things you can click on. Yeah, but they, Jack, there was probably we recommend a consideration you watch this made. Trailer. <laughs> there was probably a consideration made here because they knew there were going to be people going and looking for it instead of it just not showing up, which is a worse user experience. They at least tell you it's coming in 2021. I think that that's a measured response. <sighs> Pissed me off. Whatever. I'll say that. I mean, you can't make people happy in this situation. Let's brigade them. You know what? Fuck it. Let's brigade them. <laughs> <laughs> Let them so, know what we think lingering is all I've got uh, to talk about this weekend. I ain't got shit. No, go to me. I ain't got shit. Okay. Okay. Good. Mark. Oh, good. That means we get to go out on the one that I uh, really, really want to talk about. I watched the movie His House on Netflix. Oh, I want to see this. I want to see it. Yeah, is this on either of your radar? It's on my list. It's on my list. Okay. There's Uh, a list of movies that I need to see before the end of the year, and this is on it. Yep. Jake, continue as is. Jack. This should Ooh. absolutely fucking Ooh. be on your radar. Oh my okay. god. Okay. Okay. Oh is, boy. Uh yeah. Uh, easily in the conversation for the best movie of the year. Mother of All right. I, what general general premise? Obviously no spoilers. Haunted House movie. Oh. Okay. God. You might be able to guess that from something titled His House. Uh, but that could also be like a psychopath movie. That could be how home invasion a lot. I actually okay. pegged it as like a serial killer. Psychopath. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. So you got, so this is available on on Netflix. Uh, so low barrier to entry, nice starting point. Um, so just so you know, Jack Matt Smith is in it as kind of like a weird cameo bit part thing. He comes Ooh. back a few times, um, but just to get you enticed, the the main thrust of the movie is, uh, excuse me here, Somei Dorisu and Wunmi Mosaku. Okay, I, I believe. understand. I'm, that's I understand. my best interpretation. We'll just say um, pronunciation check. Playing the role of South Sudanese refugees who are um, basically transplanted into the UK and they have to like make do in this in this project house they are given while they're trying to obtain their legal status, and then they struggle with um, you know general hauntings and. I I don't want to I don't want to give too much away, but I think that that take on the protagonists was something that hit me in a way that like a, a horror movie hasn't hit me in years. Where all of a sudden I have this deep rooted emotional mechanism for like just I just want things to work out for these people. It's not like I'm watching fucking Ron Livingston move into a house and be like, gosh, I hope they. That nice white American white picket fence family <laughs> makes do. Why Ron Livingston? Yeah, I was just gonna ask <laughs> because that's the Conjuring. Okay, fine, fine. But okay, okay, wh- whatever. It's not just some generic family moving into a new house, and you're like, "Gosh, I hope it works out for them." This is like they can't go back. <laughs> this is their only option. They got to make this work, and that for mm-hmm. like that extra little piece of. Of like emotional connection to this, yeah, send it over the top for me. I well, it also I mean, changes this is a the fantastic stakes. Fantastic like movie. We talk about the stakes all the time in horror and how that is a really good lever that you can use. And like yes. you said, Mark, they don't have any other options. <laughs> and so. I, I, I mean, 
in my mind, that's sort of the intro thesis to this movie. And then from there, it just layers on other stuff that I'm Can't not going to get into here. I can't Everybody wait. should watch this movie. Go do it right now. Cool. <laughs> Fuck yes. Great. That's, Love it. It's so fucking good. That's His House is the name. I haven't I have Love to said hear it twice. And based on that nice. glowing review, I'm assuming that's your only thing. That is my only thing. Yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> oh, I also it'd be, it'd be weird to go south degree. from there. <laughs> that's a that'd be a jack move. Oh uh, yeah, I also watched The Nun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 2013's The Sacrament. I picked this movie Confirmed. because I haven't seen it before. It's a Thai West joint, and I've all I've been interested. I've had it on my list for some time now, and I wanted to talk about it. I feel like that's you, a good reason, right? Like, yeah. there's a Thai West movie you haven't seen. Might as well see it. Yeah. You hadn't seen it you before, seen... though? Because no, I think you said the opposite me. when you picked it. I, I have thrown it on once before, but uh, it was... No memory of it. And how much memory of this viewing do you have? Hundo P, buddy. Okay, good. <laughs> have either of you guys seen this before? Yup. Yeah, nice. Few Jake years obviously ago. has. He's talked about it at length, I think. What's well, yeah. at length? Hmm. At length. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I had not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at all. Which is weird because I, I love this this troop of people. Yeah, the this Joe crew. And you the like Joe the mumble gore, yeah. folks. I d- well, I never fucking understood that. Well, category. and to be clear, I it's mean, Ty thing. West didn't start as Mumblecore. He's Mumblecore, right? He invented the fucking thing with yeah. that Drinking Buddies movie. But then when it's horror, it's more Mumblecore. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I don't Mumblecore horror any, is Mumblecore. I don't Mumblecore. understand. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Mumblecore. Just for the sake of the listener and also being honest here, myself, can you explain what the hell you I'd have to pull about? it up to give sure. like an, a no, dictionary no, so, definition. So, so, Heavy dialogue, interpersonal dynamics. It's a movement within uh, the cinema that's like a a subgenre of movies that is significantly less dependent on the story and what happens than it is based on just people's day to day interactions. So, one way I've seen it kind of described is like the Seinfeld ethos applied to movies, where like you can have a whole, you know, there's a whole episode of Seinfeld that was just waiting in line for a Chinese restaurant. Right. And that's like weird and not what you'd have a TV show about. And that's what these movies are about. It's like nothing really happens. It's not dependent on a character's arc. You're more in it for the dialogue and the interactions and the relationships yeah. that develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heavy, di- uh, heavy dialogue. And you're more like living as a, like in a situation rather than like this big sweeping arc. Yes. Now, Mumble Core is or Mumble Gore is the horror version of that, and I kind of disagree with that usage because it kind of just seems like <clears throat> even the movies people call Mumble Gore don't fit into that category. Like they do have an arc and a beginning, middle, and end. Also, and I only arc. ever saw that movie. Uh, I only ever saw that moniker applied to one single movie. <laughs> Which movie? I think it was a Ghost Story with Casey Affleck. That movie. <laughs> um, well, like that were mm, really, or was that? Was that the big? I mean, that was this, the big post horror discussion movie too. Oh, maybe that was post horror. I do yeah. not recall which one was Mumblegore then. And Whatever. It's, they're just kind being of, cute with Mumblegore. We're aware yeah. of this. But this movie kind of fits some of the aspects of what that would be, which is like a slow build and a lot of relationship stuff and a lot of more interested in the dynamics between people than it is in actually advancing the plot for a while. Um, obviously, that's why I think like Mumblegore doesn't work very well because horror movies. You kind of need the beginning, middle, and end for it to, to work particularly well. But either way, 
Uh, Mumblegore is kind of nonsense. Mumblecore makes more sense to me. They're both uh, nonsense. Huh. It's fine. There is a list of, I'm just going to ballpark this, 50 Mumblegore films on Wikipedia. Jesus Christ. And the okay. ones that jump out to me are The Sacrament, which we're talking about right now, Frozen, Another Evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Frozen kind of makes sense, right? Frozen makes so sense. Much I mean, you're stuck on, on a the, you're yeah. stuck on a ski lift and that's your situation. No that makes arc. a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Resolutions on here. Folks, that that tracks with what you're telling me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I understand this. Yeah. Anyway, that's Ty West's thing. I so and I I actually like that um uh Drinking Buddies <laughs> movie a lot. I do like uh, I have to I have to mention here that what what just happened what just transpired is by far the most important and educational and enlightening part of this podcast and we just did it as an aside <laughs> like of so. all of, like of all of the episodes ever like we, ever we, we, like we ever <laughs> ever we actually explained something semi competently okay now let's dive in <laughs> um, I mean. Well, yeah, we should, and I picked this movie, so I have to do a 30-second plot synopsis, sure so I'm going to hope one of you has a 30-second oh, song. Oh, it's goddamn so ready plot. for oh, you. Yep. A guy from New York's sister is in a commune. She's a drug addict, but she's gone to this commune, so he gets a, him and a couple of his vice reporter buddies to go down there and investigate. Um, when they get down there, they're greeted by men with guns, but they understand that it's supposed to be a pacifist compound and then they get inside the compound and it's just jonestown it's a cult and it's all creepy and they get menaced uh and and eventually they all drink um juice and die because there's cyanide in it and the Time. two guys escape on a helicopter <laughs> i'm gonna be honest it's with jonestown. you jack i was i was too busy trying to flip off jake in creative ways i did not listen you were- to it I thought you were flipping off me. It was very distracting. No, we were having a bit with ourselves. It had nothing to do with you. You were just on the side, okay? <laughs> yeah, you were just doing the actual podcast. J- Jake and I were having a moment on the side. <laughs> I mean, look, the plot of this movie is the Jonestown tragedy, right? <laughs> Jake has aspirated beer. <laughs> do you disagree with my assessment that was a moment, Jake? No, it was totally a moment. Okay, good. Dude. <laughs> I'm still having yeah. a moment now. The yeah. the plot of this movie is the Jonestown Massacre. Yes, which is fucking weird. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes it is. Okay. We'll save that one for a later topic. <laughs> which I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew this was like cult and was loosely based on Jonestown. I didn't oh, know you didn't know was it was just straight up Jonestown, Jonestown except they didn't, I didn't have yeah. Jim so James I or whatever was, was the cult. name. I did not know it was based on Jonestown at all. Uh, and okay. then I, you know, there were some warning you, signs. You put, and then, and then all of a sudden, it was just full on. And then they pull the vat of flavor aid out, and you're like, "Oh, that's the direction we're Jones going with town. this." Okay, right, got it. Got cool, it. Cool, cool, okay. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, once they did the, once she said uh, he hasn't been feeling well recently, but it's no big deal. It's like, oh, they're just literally doing Jonestown. Okay, yeah, they like Jonestown thing. <laughs> okay, we got to get have, into the movie. I have, they, we got <laughs> What, he, Mark? He was, what is your question? What? I don't know very much. I don't my my history of cult knowledge is not well like realized. So if there's like crazy Easter egg call out things, it like a, the like Jim Jones being sick beforehand, then you're gonna need to let me know these things. He had a whole. He was like hiding strokes from the followers there for a long time, strokes. and the what? so so instead of vice reporters because it was in the eighty or seventies eighties, it was like um, CNN or something or ABC News or some shit, right? It, yes, and with a uh, like. Uh, 
uh, I can't remember if he was House or Senate, but a California state yeah, politician House. guy or House, yeah, organized uh, a trip down down there. Yeah, they uh, got and, shot. Yeah, they got shot, and and when they got down there, like it was clear to them that he was sick and he was taking all sorts of meds, but he wasn't. Nobody in the cult would tell him what he was sick with or anything like that. Mm. Um, yeah. So, anyway, let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into, except for cult, because <laughs> mine found footage. Yep, nailed it. Mumble gore. That's it. Mumble, Mumble gore. gore. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We got <laughs> the three. We're Maybe. done. <laughs> and what does That's Mumblegore it. mean exactly? <laughs> I guarantee Mumblegore is already on the list. I guarantee it is. It. I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Hold on, hold on. Unless I deleted it out of spite because I well, was confused. we when we did your next, we talked about how people call about, your yeah. next Mumblegore, and they're so stupid to do so. It just uh, has like all the people. Okay. Important important note here. We have Mumblegore on here, but it is followed by a question mark. So it's not Mumblegore. It's Mumblegore. That was your <laughs> mark. That was your lashing out. Was adding a question mark. <laughs> I don't know what this is. But I'll add yeah, it. Well, uh, yeah, that that tracks. I'm very rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's just dive right the fuck into this. What does this movie do right? I mean, it's been a minute since I've watched a found footage movie, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> just it is found footage. I uh, yes. I look Ty West. This whole group really. Ty West, Joe Swanberg. They have an eye for this particular type of videography, right? So you have this. You have the their segment they did in uh, VHS is a very similar thing where guerrilla documentarianism. Exactly that type of stuff. For whatever reason, they just like resonate with and they shoot it in a way that is pretty incredible. Do not think about who is holding the camera at any given time because ever, that leads ever, you down some dark roads. Ever. But just e- enjoy the gorilla documentary thing that is happening to you despite the fact that this footage would absolutely never yeah. fucking happen in real life. Yeah, <laughs> And along those same lines, they fucking nail the Vice tone at the start of this movie. Mm-hmm. The like Vice documentary tone that they're they're pillorying here or we're in partnership with vice maybe i don't fucking know yeah i, mean, I have the a logos question right about there, that they had, to, they had to be to a certain yeah, degree so correct me if i'm wrong because this i i had this later in nitpick but they just vice like the documentarian whatever journalism network thing mm-hmm. they just use the name and actual they, logo of this, that right i mean yes they <laughs> so had, how does that work they they I, allowed it they paid them money <laughs> that's how it worked or, I mean, there's plenty of partnerships where money wouldn't have been involved, right? I guarantee this one involved money, Jack. Come on. You think Vice paid them and sponsored some of the movies? Yes. It makes sense. Yeah. Vice yes. comes across, like, it It makes this kind of guerrilla journalism seem really cool and effective. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it just gets, your, it gets you know, asses and seats and eyeballs on the screens, man. It's fine. Do, does it get asses? And, oh, yeah. I wasn't going to see that movie until I realized no, it was no, no, sponsored no, no, no. by the, Vice. The eyeballs on the screens. You get to see it's the exposure rate. is. It, lends, know, it, it lends a little bit of veritas to it, I think you could say, certainly. It's like, kind of cool. Das. It's an extra layer of immersion. That's a yeah. thing I've seen in real life. Instead of well, instead of having a knockoff brand that you have to come up with called, on like, that note. <laughs> on that note... Everything that we've been talking about, I I just want to say like it it hit me the right way in that regard too, Mark. And I can't attribute it to being like it has been a minute since I've watched a found footage movie. I just I think like what we said, the way they filmed this like guerrilla style, something about this has a special quality to it to where I found it very engaging, and I couldn't you, I can't look away from the screen. Like this is an easy hour and a half that are just is just gone for me. Well. 
And along those same lines, I think a big part of that is this is another Ty West, Joe Swanberg thing. All the dialogue that ends up on screen feels really natural. It feels really good. These these relationships all feel real and they work very well, even when they're awkward. I was going to throw the name Adam Wingard out there too. He's not evo- he's not involved not with involved. this, but we keep we keep just saying Ty West and, and Joe Swanberg because they're the like two that are in they're the two of that crew that are in this one. Yeah, exactly. Is, is, I'm just saying it's bigger crew, bigger. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, this is a, a easy to to just sit through and, and lose yourself in. It is it is kind of magnetic. The music, the moment, you want it, you better <laughs> never let it go go. I dig a ragtime cover of. You only get one shot. Ragtime. Do not miss your chance to show. <laughs> Yikes, dude! It's fucking worse by this. I kind of like this. Like, I do like not keep doing your, this. Do not miss your chance to show. Famously, the line from "Lose Yourself." What is it? Do not miss your chance to blow. 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 <laughs> this opportunity come once in a lifetime. You better. Uh, you've now just got like 40s big band with it. I like that. <laughs> it's too. an evolving performance. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So here's um, here's what I would like to say after the the point we were just making of this gorilla documentary. They, I was actually kind of on the fence on on where to put this one, but I think ultimately this is a horror movie. This is where it belongs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jack. <laughs> I'm all tangled up. How do you get how? How do you get tangled in this fashion? Jack Mosey near she's somehow confused tied in knot around all, his microphone. You, I've been <laughs> dealing with my dog. She's all tangled up in the cables. So I got myself all tangled up in the cables Just to try and get on knot. her level to calm her down. Man and beast tied in a knot. <laughs> What the fuck was I just saying? The uh, <laughs> the you didn't know where to put a, it. But this this is a is horror already. movie, so yeah. this belongs here. Even though I think it like almost deliberately undermines the nature of the air quotes documentary that we're watching. But uh-huh. the musical score in this movie really uh-huh. serves to punch up the the tension. <laughs> oh my! God. I did not care for throughout most of this movie. I did not care for it in the in the sense that it was very tense. Not that I this, actually didn't like it. Particularly case in point here is the scene when they initially introduce father as he walks in and there's just raucous applause yep. and the score that underpins his walking in over all of these people just being overjoyed and like well yeah we love you so much is just this like dark and tense like horror score. Yeah. Which is dissonant with the actual tone they're trying to set with this thing being a documentary and like just basically telling the viewer, yeah, like, yeah, you should be fucking afraid of this guy. But we're like, we don't have any reason to be yet. So that whole like <laughs> not knowing what's about to happen. And like I said, I went into this thing without knowing that he was supposed to be Jim Jones. So I was just like, so I guess we just hate this guy now. That's cool. All right. <laughs> this is going, uh, this is ending poorly. But you knew it was a cult, like even not knowing. Yeah, but you never know what direction they're going to go with it. You knew it was a cult, Mark. I knew it was a cult, but maybe he was a good guy. I don't know. Maybe the bad guy's the the imperialist Americans, you know what I mean? Maybe. Sometimes the cults that are worshipping aliens in the desert are right, and there was actually an alien in the desert. (laughs) I would love to see Ty West make a Heaven's Gate movie. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) I don't need more of these movies. Oh, my God. Getting getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, Mark, I completely agree with you about the music, and it is it goes well into what the next thing the movie does right for me. This movie is tense and disturbing, and is going to stick with me. Yeah, and that's I think why that's why I talked about it 
to the degree marks and I talked about it at length. It, that's one that it, it, ever since I watched it for the first time, it's been right there in the background. It's, it's because been- it's it's because it's like a real thing, man. It's I don't like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> icky. I hate it. It is very icky. Um, and like the the pacing of this movie is unexpected and fantastic. Like I, it's so slow. And so little happens for so long, except for it's just so tense. And then it's forty-five they, minutes. But, just so you know, it's forty-five minutes until the interview with father, which is that first point where I was just like, "Yeah, I was bored." That's kind of like whatever. Crazy. And then the interview with father is captivating, captivating. And then during the mass suicide scene, they sh- massacre. They show. They linger on people forcing children to drink make helping their partners drink drinking themselves getting syringes so they can inject for, it into babies mouths my they, god for so long it's horrifying yeah and she like oh. when she sticks her brother with the syringe and he th- he dies for like a minute it's terrible it's fucking terrible i hate it so much and they they show you so much of it and like i thought the movie like that's not the end of the movie <laughs> no god no the pacing on this is unexpected and crazy and great yeah it goes zero to 60 to like 20 to like 45 to 20 to like 120 <laughs> you cannot track it oh my god you have no idea what's coming next. you know I mean, you know when you're behind the vehicle that says like i break frequently please give me a lot of space that, that's what this movie is <laughs> it just changes pace except uh, usually uh, those vehicles can't hit the gas like this one that's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I break. I break frequently, and also sometimes I go 120 miles. Yeah. An hour. Well, and I guess that does kind of make sense with the mumblecore roots of this thing, right? It, the destination matters less than the route you take to get there, and this thing's just fucking. It's about all the over journey, the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Life's one big journey. Hey, journey speaking of the interview scene me. being captivating, that's something this movie does right, and namely Gene Jones or whatever his name is. What's his name? Gene Jones. Gene his Jones. Name's Gene Jones. I, which I is mean, very I haven't confusing. seen him outside of Gene no Jones Goldman. playing Jim Jones. Yeah, that's the confusing <laughs> part. But um, he fucking knocks it out of the park in this film. Oh, he is yeah. such a good character, and and especially he nails that that he toes that line perfectly of being clearly menacing clearly villainous but also like charming enough to be like you know when if you're that interviewer it's like what you you have lost i fully believe that he has lost control of this interview and like so that's that's the funny thing i don't think he's menacing at all and i feel like the i feel like ty west's directorial contribution to this was don't be menacing be as innocuous and lovely and personable as possible Read these lines. These are the lines we've written in the script for you. But be a nice old gentleman. I don't want you to inspire fear at all. And what we'll, we'll do is we'll underpin it with this tense score. Yeah, and that's, somehow yeah. that will just make you a fucking demon. Dissonance, dude. There's a cognitive yeah, dissonance it's all to about, how he and that's, is. And that's and, what makes it. Yeah. He plays it like he's the good guy, which is exactly what Jim Jones did in real life, as far as I'm aware, too. Which is why it fucking works so well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it, yeah. No, he nails like this is this is he nails everything about what I assume a cult leader has mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's great. fucking crazy. And I, I went think, on. Go, go ahead, ahead, Mark. Go, no, you got it, dude. You you went, I went on a journey. On a whole emotional journey with this thing. <laughs> I need to hear <laughs> about you. the journey. Good yeah. intro. Good intro. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I haven't read too much about cults 
in my life. It's not one of those rabbit holes I've gone down, except for after I watched this movie. So uh, first things first, the actual tapes of Jim Jones convincing his followers to commit yep. suicide are not only available, they're just on Wikipedia. So if you're reading Bonkers. up, if you're reading up on this, you can listen to it, and they do a just incredible job of replicating like that general tone and feel within this movie. More <laughs> on that later. But beyond that, like the thing that I think my mind this this actively changed my mind on on cults, where I had previously kind of just taken this cynical approach from having seen things on like the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh and a few other these random cult leaders who are just in it to make a shitload of money and then peace out and change their name. The the one that's like the thing that's fucking scary about these like real ass cults <laughs> like this one <laughs> is that the leaders weren't in it for the money or for the for the sex or whatever. They were actually full on idealists. Jim Jones, like, actually shot himself after the Jonestown Massacre, just like the father did in this movie. And they did amass a massive amount of money, but he sent it off to the Communist Party of Russia as a donation. The only people that were spared from the massacre were the people who were carrying suitcases full of money. What? Were they trying to get get into into Russia? Russia? I think that's why he was giving money. So part of the death tape is, hey, why don't we go to Russia? They're communists up there. They seem like they'd be amenable. And his whole response is like, they're too violent. We're also radically anti-violence and Mm -hmm. anti-racism, and that's not what Russia is right now. So we have nowhere else to go, and that's kind of where they went. But Right, but but, I mean, it's also, like, I, I think it's, he Jim Jones was trying to get into Russia for a while because the local governments uh, around them were not friendly to them anymore, which is why they had to do all the armed guards. They were trying to go anywhere else, and Russia wasn't taking them, so they started donating money. Sure. So I guess long meandering point bringing to a final little like bullet thing here is I like that they portrayed I, – I like that they did what it actually was, which was – an idealist. And uh, and ultimately, mm-hmm. one of the scariest things that the world has is someone who is a full idealist, right? Yeah. You can you can take the cynical approach and just assume people want to take the easy way out, but like this guy the the thing that's scary is that all of these people died for a cause and they were talked into it instead of being strong-armed by some like supernatural He wasn't power. Uh, Yeah, he wasn't trying to rush off and be the only one on that helicopter on the way out. Right. True 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 ass brainwashing is a thing that happened and is captured adequately here and is terrifying. It is terrifying. I don't know that I agree that he was a true believer as it were. Well, we'll never know. I I don't know. They, but my point is they portray him as one here. I suppose you, so as a work of fiction, it works. And then either way, he had no other way out, whatever his motives actually were. They didn't matter here. And then in real life, it's not like he was peacing out. it kind of it gives me the vibe. He shares a lot of traits, it seems to me, with Charles Manson, obviously, in terms of just sure. flying by the seat of his pants, convincing his followers to do one bonkers-ass shit thing after the next based on something he made up. Right? Charles Manson was like, there's a treasure buried on this island. We're going to go find it. So they go take a boat trip for three months. Nothing's there. He's like, okay, you know what? No, there's a bottomless hole. And in a cave at the bottom of the bottomless hole, there's a city run by fairies, and we just need to get down there. There's a boy with there's seals be a... with seals eyes. <laughs> Mark, it was a seal with human eyes that okay. came out of a tumor in a sheep. Okay, I'll I'm have sorry. you know that's an entirely different thing, and real. <laughs> yeah, much more plausible. 
in Washington State. But so this this <laughs> this illustrates not this specific thing that we're talking about right now, but the thing that you were just mentioning that it, that illustrates what I wanted to highlight about this movie is it's easy to take. And I always had. It's easy to take a cynical approach to understanding like the motivation of cult leaders, but it's actually a scarier thing to understand them as idealists. And like, if you actually believe in all this shit, and you have to, yeah, and that's just the conclusion you come to. Not only are you a psychopath, but Jesus, that's scary. Woo. Yeah. Well, and this is especially timely given all the Nexium shit that's right. There's two separate documentary series about the Nexium cult. Yeah, that but that was right a couple now. years ago, wasn't it? Or that Nexium. Well, so, so the article, the the major article that broke the Nexium story came out about five years ago. But about six months ago, two competing mini documentary series about Nexium came out. Oh, it was the like a fire HBO. festival type situation. Yeah, kind of. And the one on HBO is like it, it, it's like all these fucking documentary series. They're they're eight episodes long, and it needs to be a ninety-five minute documentary. Like, it's, would drastically prefer. Yeah, but either way, like that Nexium shit is crazy because that happened like five years ago too like it's you know what i mean bonkers cults are a thing of the past guys there aren't anymore <laughs> no there's, there, yeah, no, there's i mean dude we, there isn't a cult leader in the fucking white house right now <laughs> oops christ <laughs> someone's gonna listen upsetting. to this in like in like may of next year and be like the fuck <laughs> <laughs> wait what <laughs> what happened uh let's talk about what else this movie does right I got one more thing that I'm going to okay. throw out here, which is that this is all set within a 24-hour period of time, except for the intro montage and like setup sure. thing, but that takes yeah. like two minutes, so whatever. The whole it's a, it's narrative here is set within 24 hours, and I kind of like that, like condensed. There's not there's there's only so many things that could happen. It's yeah. real. It's guerrilla journalism, even though it's really not. But I mean, that type of whatever chronologic pressure is I, I think plays really well to how they are able to bend and twist within that that pacing that we already talked about totally agree and it gives you like they when the tension builds too high they had just go back to their cabin and they're like we gotta wait out the night and then you like you get a bit of reprieve while it's like okay we can't we the helicopter's leaving tomorrow. We got to just make it through the night. Shit's getting weird so it like gives you a nice little like pressure release valve too as a viewer. Yeah, and then they just bring it back in with kind of a low energy, like, yeah, we tried to sleep, couldn't sleep. People are over there doing weird shit. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that's I I agree. I'm I'm out of stuff the movie does hard right. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything for Does Middle? I don't think I I have some stuff for Does Middle. I have two things. Okay. So, first off. The heartbeats cover as the travel. You put montage. that in middle. You put that. In I middle. put that in middle. I. I mean, it's a. It's that song rules. <laughs> but yeah. What a weird fucking travel montage that song is. <laughs> um, yes. I had it as a neat pick. I did too. <laughs> okay. I, I guess it's your, weird. Do I don't thing, know. Then. Something about the tone of it worked for me. It did. <laughs> That surprises okay, me. It's like Whatever. a weird '80s synthwave cover thing of mm-hmm. Jose Gonzalez heartbeats. Yeah, what are they trying to espouse with that? It just seems it. It seems like they're going on. Look, I. I mean, maybe this is the amount that I took into this. I knew they were going to like visit a cult in South America, and I was like, "This is a horror movie. I know I'm watching that much." Yeah. So this is a bit of a straight. This is like I'm going on a senior trip. <laughs> To to Ibiza. Let's see how this works out. <laughs> to Ibiza. 
Uh, so uh, honestly, what I'm drawing, place. what I'm drawing from here is, I feel like that would be an adequate intro sequence to that movie, Affliction, which I think we've talked about before. We never reviewed it, but it's another like sure. found footage movie about traveling through Europe. And the intro to that is a similar like kind of weird synthwave travel song, which is what this was. It's about these like you know millennials on the move, man. Eighties were hot. Synthy was hot. Is Synthwave will never die. It will never die. That's the perfect genre. <laughs> it's like that and dubstep. Those are the two things that will no, just no, continue to find. Stop community. talking about dubstep. I, about dubstep. <laughs> I will never stop talking about dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else more... on heartbeats. Nothing else on heartbeats. I mean, it was, was, the, it was I liked there. It. it was yeah. Okay, the other but... one that I wanted to highlight in Dudge Middle is the <laughs> is the basketball scene. because <laughs> uh, did... they weren't dunking. <laughs> Mark, where did you guys have the where did you guys have the basketball scene? I mean, none of them can ball at all. It's like a it's forty the, second scene. The uh, it, but it's so so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, it's I like th- straight out white man can jump for one. Yeah, they're trying to explain that he's better at basketball than they're expecting, but they he's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. He, he had a, the, he, the first scene is. He he's like, can I ball with you guys? Or I don't can't remember what he says, but hey, can we play for a little bit? And then the first thing they do is show him throwing an underhand pass, like that's a cool, like special basketball move. And then they end the whole scene with him shooting a jumper from roughly the free throw line. They cut away because he clearly fucking missed it. And then they jump cut, they smash cut, to just a swish. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, what an impeccable piece. That's of how filmmaking. you would have put that together as the vice crew, Mark. Yeah, none of those guys that were hitting true. jumpers, and none of them could. Vice. The only disappointing part was no one could dunk. You got to be honey dipping that shit. <laughs> no one could do anything. When he rebounded, and they gave him three chances to make that he, rebound shot. He, he put it back. No one within four. <laughs> he put it back. Three chances. He had I, the offensive <laughs> board, and he put it back. It's fine. <laughs> Jack, can I add something to your queue of 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 projects? Oh God, I would like you when you're done with all the other shit we tell you to do. Um, can you take the any number of scenes from White Man Can't Jump and just cross cut it with Joe Swanberg so it looks like he's getting dunked on by Wesley Snipes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's what that's, I want. That's pretty next level stuff. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you talked me yeah. into it. Thanks. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, oh, he talked you into yeah. it. Good. Oh, good. No, no he okay. talked me so into we've being on the cord. Okay, talked me into being on board with you doing it. Yeah, there you <laughs> good. Go. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jack. If you could just add that to your little yeah, just put <laughs> it on your to do list, list, bud. <laughs> I'll put it on Trello or Trillio or whatever the hell the name of that thing is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Well, let's go to Does Wrong then. <laughs> oh, okay. and enter a Jira ticket. The weakest part by far of this movie for me is the sister stuff and every scene that like where she's there. They linger so long on her interactions with her brother towards the end, and like I don't give a shit about her or him, frankly. And what's happening to both of them? Like, yeah, except the just, brother death scene was pretty rad. Not rad. That was, it was pretty good, but it was, it, it was too long. And like, <laughs> totally her radical. Self immolation thing wasn't great. I mean, the fire actually looked really good, but the <laughs> fire guy. Immol- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just, it. They found a reason to get rid of that guy, like in the Hangover, right? Like, oh, he's off having a threesome. I don't know. He's off camera for an hour and a half. Tantric sex, they, man. They probably had him for like five hours. That's how much time they had to film with him. 
<laughs> what kind of a Wait, background? What famous kind of person that I didn't put together? No, Mark. No, no? that was a joke. Okay. What kind of a background is like he's in fashion? Like, f- like just randomly he's in fashion. What's the point of building his? Like, why give him that character? Why does that matter? I, just so they can describe that they came from a family of money and they're trying to get money from the family. And they can have like some type of endearing shot of his shoes and be like, "What do you God. even? You don't even know what you're doing here, man." That was all the stuff with both so, of them didn't need to be. Yeah, that was so stupid. I mean, I get, I get the mechanism for being like, we need money and we need to like show one example of like how we're trying to get that. It, it worked from a conceptual standpoint, but I don't think that it brought me along. Those two characters, at least, boots on the in, ground. Yeah, they were. Yeah, boots on the ground, man. They weren't there. Yeah, they no, were loafers. They weren't boots. <laughs> all of this is, all of these are great points, but I, we're dancing around the main thing that I had does wrong here. Which well, then is get like, there. Why just not say it. just say it. make a Jonestown movie? <laughs> why interject? Wanna... All, why, why, why dramatize it to the, like the, all of the things that we're saying are the things that are wrong do with you, this are the things that they you just wanna set it in, you want to set life. it in the modern era. Do you, or do you think it made them feel better because they were enough disconnected from the like actual thing that happened. So, okay, so right, because now we're getting into the weird dichotomy up. thing here that just pisses me off. One, I mean, so just not not on this topic, but I don't think you have to set it in the modern era. They barely are in the modern era. They have I think for they a have two scenes that like are just this. like, do you have bars? I don't have bars. Okay, cool. With no, with dialogue like this, these characters have modern sensibilities. They they they, they play like you know, 20-somethings or 30-somethings from the mid-2000s. Like, you, you, you'd have to significantly make an effort to change the costuming and dialogue and the way things play out if you want to set it in the early 80s. I think, I think you could do it pretty easily. I don't think it would have been that big a deal, man. Like, Cannibal Holocaust exists, and that's where you or, get Or you that. do the thing where it's fully time-ambiguous and make it then be totally fine. Sure. Just never bring up cell phones. Honestly, if they just never brought up cell phones, it'd be fine. You'd be you. You would have achieved I, it. I wouldn't. That part if, didn't if you took matter out the to references me. to the cell phones, I wouldn't buy this being a Jonestown movie. It doesn't. We're it, still. It we're kind of like getting a back. Modern movie. We're kind of getting back to dancing around it, though. Like they chose to make a movie where you have like this Vice report style journalistic thing happening on this, like regarding this cult, which is Jonestown. And but it's is not. not far removed from what Jonestown, like what happened at Jonestown. That's what I'm saying. Just it, make a it Jonestown is. movie. It is. But that's what I'm asking is like, is there something that prevented them from doing that? Like, So the know. only thing I can think of is that they didn't want to actively like n- enumerate yes. Jonestown. Yes. But then but they then did. If that's I, the case, then that's fucking despicable because you clearly just made a Jonestown movie. No, no. Again, I, I think, I mean, to me, it seems very clear that- this this these Thai West movies live or die by their dialogue being relatable to people in the era like th- th- these people. But you speak- can do that. You can do that without like Argo is a great example of this. Argo, super identifiable from a dialogue standpoint. That was but said I in think- 1973 starring Ben Affleck and it was fine. But I think that's also a lot more written than this movie is. Maybe. I, I don't. I, I mean more written what the hell do you yeah. they had a script what do you want <laughs> i like i think they had way more of a script that they adhered to in this movie i think ty west is kind of writes scenes and then has people like talk through them like here's the things you're talking about i'm not going to write down the literal words that you're saying i will say that throughout points in this movie had they not directly name checked the fact that they were 
like trying to get service on their cell phones, I would have just assumed that they were in the 90s or 80s or 70s, and I would have been completely fine with it. Completely fine with it. So I have a different the, take on that. Yeah, I guess we can agree to disagree on this one, listener. You can you can tell us what you what you thought, but the era for this one fully irrelevant, and they just decided to explicitly not leverage Jonestown, even though they're making Jonestown. the 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 biggest th- insult of this entire movie is that when they go out, they're like 134 people died at Eden Parish, which is the instead of 960 something. instead of 903 people who died at Jonestown, and you're like. Yeah. Why not just actually follow it up with here are the actual events. Here are the things that we're dramatizing. This is a real fucking thing that happened. Go yeah, I think that. that to go to go through that that's exactly right. To go through that movie and then to not at least go out like to not mention that this real thing happened and it was a fucking tragedy and a lot of people died is It was the biggest loss disgusting. of civilian life prior to 9/11. Right. Yeah, it's I'm one gonna, of the it's one of I'm the gonna, biggest things to ever happen. I'll blame yeah. e, I'll be, I'll blame Eli Roth for that one. And you know what? It's you actually Sam Raimi. <laughs> it's a lot like Chernobyl in that regard, where for the fictionalized version of it, they had to tone down the actual story because it wouldn't be believable to viewers. Right. But at least Chernobyl, Chernobyl had the, the good sense to be like, fucking... here's what actually happened. God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. We should this, just review this, Chernobyl one. I mean, sure. Motherfucker. We should do a pack cast about Chernobyl. Chernobyl fucking rules. It's going to have to be like six pack casts. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think true to form, the number of pack casts is going to have to be at least double the number of actual episodes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I can't remember how many episodes there were. Eight? Six? Six. Okay, well, I fucking nailed it in one, dude. So 12 pack casts. There nailed you it in one. You said eight first. <laughs> so 12 pack casts. So, you know, like four <laughs> years worth of pack casts. Something like that. But listener, all of our all of our revenues going toward uh, feeding America. So still, that's that's a real thing. We're not joking. Yeah, yeah you said that like you're joking. <laughs> I say everything like I'm joking because I'm a. Joke well, star. what I'm not joking about is they should have fucking mentioned Jonestown. Yeah, really honestly, should've. that is something this movie does hard. Hard. Wrong. Wrong. It's, it's bordering on disrespectful and inappropriate. It is a very weird tone, especially for them to end with like closing text that doesn't acknowledge it at all is weird. A closing text that tells the same history, but it's an alternate history for the thing that they're referencing, but for whatever reason is like 10% the magnitude of the actual tragedy that happened. Like what? Yeah. All of like almost every single step that goes up to that level of of <laughs> exposition is confusing and angering to me. Yeah, like there there's yeah, they're so specific about particular aspects of the Jonestown story and then they just be like eh. And they're just like, Yeah, it was a totally different number of people and this thing is actually it's, we're talking about Eden Parish, not Jonestown, totally different things. Don't South don't America, not Africa. It's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one where the inspired by thing really fails it. Anything what else, else we haven't does? does uh, not really. I think that the other one that I wanted to highlight here is the last guard turning, basically playing <laughs> turncoat and yeah. shooting the guy who's walking around finishing off all the dead bodies so that mm-hmm. they can escape is easily the biggest like example of Deus Ex Machina we have yeah. reviewed in years. It's- yeah, but also is from Jonestown. <laughs> Is that did that really happen? Okay, if, I, if that's true, then I'm fine. I'll back off that one. But 
Pe- people people have reported that there was an armed guard who shot the other armed guards that were keeping people from leaving, and that's how the eleven people or whoever escaped. Okay, from then, then in that case, I'll rescind it. That's fine. That that's a good one. Then Deus ex machina in real life, <laughs> which I think just means God exists. Shit, what <laughs> what did we just do? <laughs> Blow the whistle. I didn't have a handy. There we go. Sorry. It was propping up my phone. I have so many things that we already talked about, (laughs) right? Like, this is where I put basketball. This is where I put the Heartbeats cover. I just blew through them all. (laughs) Um, One thing that really pissed me off here, uh, Mark, and I I hope you'll be able to identify with this maybe, um, is the guy giving his buddy shit because he's worried about his extremely pregnant wife like a week before she's due to give birth i think it's a month and and he went to south america on yeah. a gorilla journalism trip it's like that is the least appropriate you're, time to give your buddy shit you're a, a little too job you know <laughs> i think they lay it on pretty thick of how frequent this is the i guess the other modern technology thing of how frequently he pulls up you could have just had a fucking polaroid of his wife okay that you could have just done that mark but he pulls it up on his phone mark. all the time what? It's fine. The phone thing is fine, okay? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. But the the amount of time that they I feel like they like really wanted you to know that he had a pregnant wife. They say that and so many times. They were I mean, they were on that razor's edge of calling him whipped, right? They were they wanted to so badly. That would have been so weird though. It's like this I know woman it who you That's haven't even I'm... met who's super pregnant and he's out here gallivanting like he's fucking Indiana Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if they had said it and cut it, but they got so close to it. That's the vibe they had. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Uh I love the interview scene and I think this was probably a choice they made for father, but his glasses being so fucking crooked on his face was it gave me a headache watching that what? scene. It was, and then later on too, I didn't at the even end, notice he shoots it. That's really funny. Face. I need to go back. His and watch. glasses were like a half inch off. Huh? That's a weird e- character trait. His face. Then maybe it wasn't a character trait, and that just the glasses they got him didn't fit his face. I mean, they but made they made him look a lot like they, Jim Jones, but plus thirty five years or so. So yeah, they probably are just going off of like source material, and they're like, hey, put your put your glasses like this. Well, except and, the poster. The whole, if that's the case, though, the poster is like this perfectly they're they're aviators that are just like perfectly on his face but, they but that's kind of supposed to like good shot. evoke good that shot. che guevara poster you know yeah <clears throat> i don't care make them i don't know whatever the the, the poster that's kind of silhouette mark and the colors and the the like uh, this looks different than that though outline. yeah i would yeah. i wouldn't i did not go the che guevara route with the, i think it was supposed to evoke it maybe uh it, were were we supposed to believe they were poisoned with s- Sunny D was the delivery mechanism. Dude, there like were Hawaiian, a lot of it was like Hawaiian discarded punch, Sunny D bottles. Like were there? I didn't punch, notice not. a single I Sunny see, D bottle. I didn't see Sunny I, D. This was this was the like my brain was just like I'm looking for flavor aid pouches. I, I wanted to see if they got that too. detail or not. Yeah, it was like Hawaiian punch. It looked like Sunny D to me. Yeah, mm. whatever. It was some knockoff brand thing that they bought <laughs> for yeah. on the day of shooting, probably. <laughs> uh, hey, I, the, I, I have oh, one yeah, that I'm gonna bring up here. So when they're coming in. The very beginning of the movie, they are driving. This is when they, before they've met the sister, so it's still very tense. There's just dudes holding them at gunpoint, driving them into the camp. 
they drive by three consecutive signs that say this is it and they like make a point to edit it that way mm-hmm. and then there's nothing mm-hmm. so what <laughs> like why is that detail there <laughs> why what member of eden parish marched out into the fucking middle of the road made three wood burning signs and just hung up up on the trees that says this is it period I don't know that guy, that the only way I make sense is like th- this cult was drugged out all the fucking time, right? Well, That's yeah, their okay. whole thing. <laughs> it's see um, whatever. It's a it's a thing that is deliberately meant to like create the place, but is also definitely not of the place. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely agree with that. Uh, when they play the music, um, it's <laughs> they say a whole band. It is just drums and a singer. It's a cool like good gospel song uh with a, with a drum kit but then they show a bunch of dancing and they show a bunch of people clapping and the people are clapping neither in time with one another nor in time with the song jack it's so they're, it's an editing air. they're showing just a bunch of fucking clapping editing air, man. Oh, God. using multiple cameras only one has audio you know how it goes <laughs> I want to talk about the beginning of this movie. It's very, very, like, literally the first thing. Like, when he's sitting in his office with the Vice sign in the background beginning? Before that. Before that. So, the opening card of this movie is introducing what Vice is, which I guess was the thing that they bought by sponsoring this, maybe? Question mark. We don't know if that's actually true. I mean, 2013, I'd be interested to see, like, when Vice really happened, like, became a thing. But the intro intro card of this movie is Vice Media is doing this crazy shit where we show you the real or the reality of the world and blah blah blah. blah. And then like the next card, so that's an intro to the movie that you're about to see. And then the next card in the same font is like, and here's a guy that we're working with, who is, and here's our story. That's how this starts. So my whole question is just like, does everything on the Vice Network that they're presenting to you? Start with them introducing what Vice Network like. Like, do the, the in order for this to be mirrored to the rest of pop culture, does MTV start TRL with like, "Hi, we're we're MTV, and we make music videos and stuff. We show you music videos, and here are some so, music videos." One you interesting I mean? thing. <laughs> one interesting thing is that Vice News as a Vice property began the year this movie was made. So this was probably them. That that this makes a lot of sense to me. Like they're getting this new property. I'm glad out it makes there. sense to you. Well, not what you just said, but its presence in the film. And you think that part of their initial <clears throat> part like, of their digital strategy was being on a was movie to sponsor a Mumblegore movie? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fine. I I mean I think in order for all of this to make sense and maybe this is what happened and it would totally be fine in my brain if this were the case but if just like Ty West or one of these guys knew someone at Vice and they were like hey yeah let's just do it it's fine I mean that might make that yeah. who says that's that that would true. that would that would just smooth all of this over and I'd be like okay yeah cool we're good mm-hmm. I would totally believe that too no that makes a lot of sense I would be interested in reading a case study about how this worked out for Vice yeah but you're the MBI guy you you like to read case studies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like they, the UK studies. They glossed right over how that huge fight ended between the people who want to leave and the people who don't want to leave. They got shot. And then there's a an enormous fight between like 30 people happening, and then father comes out, and the oh, one photographer gets knocked over, mm-hmm. and then they cut to and then everyone just sits down and is holding over cups. City. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then the fight was over. Yeah, that would not happen. 
No. And all the people who were like, we want to leave. And they were like, here, have this flavor. And they're like, okay, thank you. This oh, is what good. I wanted the, all, all the, along. I, I was only going to leave because there wasn't enough flavor aid. <laughs> Why do you keep calling it flavor aid? Because that's what it actually was at Jonestown. Uh, we, but just say, uh, whatever. It's not Kool Aid. What do you want me to just it's say? No, what do you want me Kool-Aid. to just say? Um, I knew Specifically this not Kool Aid. It was flavor. Whatever. It was a tissue. Really it was a, it was a tissue paper. It wasn't a Kleenex. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, exactly. no, no, but the product... No, this isn't a tissue paper Kleenex situation. Why is this it different? This isn't a generic name, product name. This is two different product names. One was called Flavor Aid. I am One was called Kool-Aid. I am completely unfamiliar with Flavor Aid as a brand. This Yeah, oh. it kind of died off after Jonestown. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jonestown was the death knell for Flavor Aid. Flavor Aid really drinks Kool-Aid. How are you Kool-Aid? familiar oh. with it? It predates your life. What the fuck? I've read a shitload about Jonestown. Okay. Well, you're acting like the Zeitgeist should know flavor aid. I argue against that. I, I do not accept it. I, I think just we're don't doing understand. a public service here by enumerating flavor aid as the actual drink of choice for cults. Uh, yeah, look, it hasn't affected Kool-Aid too much, clearly, but I just think it's very weird how everybody was like, Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. Why? So if so, so if someone were drinking if someone were drinking Kool-Aid, you'd be like, fine, you check out, like, whatever. I did an ocular pat down, you're fine. If they're drinking something that's like Flavor-Aid, you'd be like, fuck, we got to worry Yo, about Yo, if, if someone is drinking Flavor-Aid in modern times, yes, I do if think, If someone is drinking Flavor-Aid in 2020, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Or even a competitor yes. to Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? Like flavor aid, like power aid, anything else? You said it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. I don't know anything about flavor aid. I'm just, I'm, I'm speaking for the what audience I'm saying is here. It's not a, it's not a generic specific thing. That was okay. a competing brand. Okay, so it's like a Kleenex puffs thing. Puffs are a subsection of Kleenex. Whatever. It's like I, I'm trying to think of another brand. It is another brand. No, they're, they, they're, they're distinctly exactly two brands. Puffs are Kleenex. It's but they like are an two Oreo brands. versus Ajax. What the hell is Hydrox. A Hydrox, Hi- yeah. Or Hi- yeah, Hydrox. Hydrox. Yeah, we had to get off Kleenex. Kleenex Oreo is versus too hard. Hydrox. It owns it too much. We didn't have to get off Kleenex. You had to get off Kleenex. Or, or, well, I mean, or we did. Velcro I wasn't going to get off it. Match. No, that one is generic brand name. Hook and Loop is the generic term for what velcro made a brand name oh mark so you got that was precise exactly wrong okay mark. wait so it's like escalator versus go up machine yep there we go nailed it cool. fucking oh nailed it God. hey he was not handcuffed to that fucking chair he was handcuffed, he was handcuffed. above <laughs> that fucking chair dude he could have <laughs> he, he could have stood up he could have done this he could have done this stood up <laughs> he did it he wasn't even you attached escaped. to the chair you escaped the whole thing you just see you fucking stood asshole. up. Good fucking work, Jesus. So like, I can Jesus. sort of understand it for the start. I'm super happy with this knee pick, nitpick. It's kind of a knee pick too. All of it's, it's just transfixing. Nitpick. It's just a nitpick. <laughs> it's transfixing. I can sort of get with him sitting there like that because like father's got a gun. He's right there. So if he stands up, he's just gonna get shot. Father's but got afterwards, a gun. <laughs> shit. Uh, Mark has beer in his mouth. <laughs> I can't do this. But afterwards, the fact that they go through the painstaking task of of um, unlocking him prior to him getting up is unforgivable. <laughs> it's preposterous. It's so, so stupid. Weird. Like, oh, also, dude, you weren't even you weren't even locked in, man. You could have just stood. Oh shit, sorry. He was. I don't know. He <laughs> was the same lines. They say the keys in his pocket, and he goes straight for upper left breast pocket. He knew. How did he know? I think he was just really hoping it wasn't down. I think he was just really hoping it wasn't down by the dick. (laughs) Any reason to cop a feel, you know what I mean? No. I'm not going to cop a feel (laughs) of a dead psycho. Well, you know, different strokes, Jake. Sure. 
This went. This got weird. Why <laughs> did the was... lap? Why did the lap around Eden perish at the end of the helicopter? If there's any fucking person left with an AK-47, I'm like, cut a wide berth. Whatever. We're done. I don't need it. I don't yeah. need to film it. If it I... makes for a cool shot, but it's wrong for two reasons. But... One is what you said, Mark. Yeah. Absurd. The other one is they clearly show you that there is wildly not enough room to house 167 people. Yeah, there's like There are six 30, huts that each have four bunk beds Like 30 in them. people. Oh, yeah. I'll give you yeah. the third reason why it's an issue, which is another part of the nitpick here. Nitpick city is they don't fly over it to begin with, which means they go out of their way to fly over it and then turn 180 degrees and then fly back. Yeah, when that's not done. the way to get back to town. After the helicopter pilot has been bleeding Kool-Aid for, I don't know, 15 minutes, Flavor two hours, yeah. something like that, he is bleeding a bright red Flavor lava aid. lamp fluid. Yeah, that's Flavor what I aid. have. Uh, yeah, that's, that was my last one. I mean, because it's the end of the movie. Kool-Aid wouldn't get caught dead, man. No, yeah. sorry. Kool Aid. He's, he's breeding. He's bleeding flavor. Careful protection over how people talk about their brand. The honestly, the way they there are a few point. There is like I think literally one point where they cross cut between the helicopter pilot being covered in blood and the actual like preparation of the potion uh, that the people are drinking, and it's the same color. And I am led to believe that they just mix that whole thing for the prop of of creating the, sure. what Father calls the potion. That's some it, leftover. And then they just poured it on the helicopter pilot <laughs> to be like, bloodstain, we're good. Oh, yeah. Why? We, over at ADZ Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Jack Donaghy, would rate the likelihood of himself being a farmer. It's after six, what am I, a farmer? And for ten, think about Jesse, who would rate magnets. Yeah, bitch! Magnets! Oh! Stories, the first category to rate these movies. I picked this movie, I'm going to rate it for story, I'm giving it a five. It's kind of complicated. Uh, it's, it's Jonestown. Complicated. Yeah, it's I Jonestown. I love that it's complicated as a description. They made a Jonestown movie. I like, feel I, complicated about the ratings of this movie. It's a very compelling story. They didn't write it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, five. Yeah. Mark, go. Yeah, no. I also gave it a five because it feels very exploitative. The story and what we could call the mumble gore aspects of this are enticing and frankly wonderful quite easy to watch but the fact that they didn't even fucking name check jonestown or follow that up at like the end of the credits and just be like actually yeah there were a lot of people who lost their lives at this and that's where we drew inspiration for this that's a fucking problem that is absolutely below average and should not be above that i take umbrage with that type of shit yep sure jake yeah, I think it's exploitative. I gave it a four for the same reasons. I, it, it is below average because it just took that story and it didn't do enough to sort of at least let you know that that's a real tragedy that happened. That's a problem. Yeah. Yep. World building and immersion in our second category. I'm going to give it an eight for world building and immersion. Motherfuck, they, this world is tight and weird and insular and terrifying. And then, Jake, you nailed it. This is a, this is. You can't look away from this mm -hmm. thing kind of from start to finish. Mm -hmm. This movie is immersive as hell. It's also a movie that's going to stick with me, I think, mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie's an eight on mm -hmm. World Building and Immersion. Mark, what about you? I, I, I'm I, glad you went before me because I would have accused you of copying me. I also gave it an eight. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
I hate how immersed in this movie I was. This is yep. a absolutely a magnetic yep. piece of film that I hated watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's th- honestly that's the headline or the subhead. Headline Sacrament Review subhead magnetic filmmaking hated watching. Agreed. Yep. Jake, what's your score? I gave it an eight and a half. We're yeah. in lockstep yep. with this movie. Yep, I yep, think yep. it's going to be that way throughout, to be honest. Oh, well, it's going to take us into Scare Factor. Uh, my Scare Factor score is seven. Fuck you. Just- God, shit. Fuck damn it. God <laughs> damn it. I'm very glad I went first this time. Uh, th- this movie is f- fucking disturbing. It does. It's tense as hell, and then the visceral scenes are visceral. The scenes of them syringing poison into infants is... Oh, God will give me nightmares. Um, it is there. It's it's not you know it doesn't doesn't scare you on every axis like some of the scariest films in the world do, but it is fucking horrifying. <laughs> I, I'm picturing like a Travel Channel top ten scariest films in the world. Oh my world. God, the Travel Channel. I haven't thought yeah, about why that. Why Travel in a Channel and not just every blog that exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's blogs. <laughs> uh, that's true because once upon a time when we were in high school, the Travel Channel had the top ten show. That you'd watch every well, I would watch all the fucking time. They had the top ten water made, parks. Top they'd 10. make like bumper music with Weezer and shit. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I know that Bundesliga or whatever the foot, not Bundesliga, Bundesliga. Uh, Schlitterbahn, Schlitterbahn is the oh, number one water park in the US. Bundesliga, German professional <laughs> soccer versus like a water park in Indiana or some shit. I think it's in Texas. Oh yeah, it is in Texas. Yeah, Travel Channel. What's but the scare factor score? Number one water park, Schlitterbahn. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my scare factor was also seven. I mean, you, As whatever. We're in lockstep here. Reaction. This movie really did a number on me, in so far as it's the first thing that has inspired like dread. Like. As Say, the, the dawning, the dawning realization that I was watching Jonestown happen was a was a was kind of an experience. Honestly, it was like a whole emotional roller coaster. That I was like, I really hope that's not where they're, that's where they're going. Oh, oh, and then and see, that's interesting. I never had that experience because even in my first viewing, I like I I watched the movie some odd years ago because it was like Ty West, Eli Roth, this thing made that's pretty much Jonestown. And I was like, oh, I watched it. Well. And and I had kind of a middle ground where I realized it was Jonestown, but then was horrified by the dawning realization of how long they're going to show me the massacre scene for. You're like, oh, it's only we're was, only sixty minutes in. I was yeah, frankly kind of. I was like, okay, Jonestown. I know the story at least. I can expect what's happening. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. So so the two beats that really happened here were the uh, interview that he has with the father, where everything is underscored with this like wildly tense soundtrack thing that is just like, oh, this guy's evil, and I'm I'm not really I don't understand why yet. And then the scene where, that we haven't really talked about yet, where he's convincing people that they have to kill themselves. Oh my god, is not only ripped straight from what Jim Jones said in the death tape, but also heartbreaking and so well executed and scary and weird and it's just like brainwashing shit of like humans like, actually did this this was a human thing this actually and he's happened. already like taken everything from these people and now he's like saying these things that are making them we had a good run well, recognize that they have see nothing on the other left, side but explicitly recognize that you can still be hopeful about this thing we have oh my god yeah so seven, whatever. I gave it a seven. It's 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 tough. It's a tough hang. Yep, Jake. It is a tough hang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave it a six and a half, and like I 
kind of want to bump it up just so we can be like perfectly in lockstep, but I'm going to leave it where I had it. We already aren't, so. Yeah, it's fine. fine. It's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. I'm giving it a six for effects or judicious lack thereof. They certainly don't do anything. so much. (laughs) Mark, change your score. It's fine. No one will know. They don't do anything. I can't. I wrote them down. Wildly impressive here but everything just looks really solid they pay attention to the little stuff the 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 shots from the automatic rifles are when they're on screen accompanied by casings coming out of the prop rifles like it looks really good and they Uh, sound good too the other thing i'll throw out there is that the sound of the gunshots actually sounds yeah acceptable Yeah, absolutely. Mark, I completely agree with you. The helicopter operator's blood is everywhere and looks bad. Um, The self-immolation scene looks pretty good. It doesn't really do anything innovative. It just kind of does everything it does solidly. So, yeah. Mark? I gave it a six. Jack just said all the things I wanted to say. There's a (laughs) lot of music in this, though. I guess we haven't touched on that. There's this is a sonically dense movie. There's a lot of score happening, which is a little bit weird for a documentary. But aside from that... Uh, I mean, the the score itself augments the feel that you're supposed to have, so ultimately it's kind of a push. But yeah. And fits with that Vice News documentary vibe. Yeah, right? sure. They add a lot of score. Uh, Jake? Yeah, the Vice element's like almost part of It's like almost an effect in and of itself. It creates like this whole sheen to it, but I agree for the most part. I gave it a slightly higher score. I gave it a six and a half. But again, we're super close. The only other wow. thing that I way would off. add is way off the, base. Well, the only other thing that I would add is that like the compound may be super small and wouldn't even have fit like the hundred people, let alone like if this is going for the Jonestown, there'd be a lot more. It like I get it though. Like it's they they want to show something, but they're working on a budget here. Like it looks they good actually for had what to it build is. all this. They shit. built that yeah. shit, I think. Yeah, and it looks. Good. I think so too. You know, like yeah. that they went down there, made it look like I would expect it to look on a slightly smaller scale and which is which is kind of funny when you think about all the scenes that they filmed of just like yeah the fact that they all built this was kind of incredible because if they had actually just all built that yeah they go out of their way to say this is an impressive this is impressive from a construction I love the craftsmanship who did these bevels (laughs) you know that guy was there two days ago with a nail gun (laughs) whoever they got to do the crown molding man that guy he was good and then they (laughs) wink at a guy off camera Oh shit! I was gonna say overall, this is a seven overall for me. This movie's really good. It's strong. It's disturbing. It's not without its faults, but holy shit, this movie is something. Mark, yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. This is an incredible movie that I never ever want to watch again. <laughs> it made me feel mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> yep, Jake, seven and a half, same as Mark. Same exact feeling. Second time now though. So except the thing is, I feel like I don't want to watch it right now, and then I'm gonna definitely want to watch this again don't. in like two or three years because don't. this is. This is the type of thing that just like th- it's a, it's a reset button it's, for like oh yeah movies can make me feel things yeah it, this thing and and I know it's been like a few days at least since we've seen this but it's been also a few years since I sat down and watched it and it weevils its Humble way bread. inside you and you're probably going to make that bad choice Mark and then you're going to hate yourself again <laughs> so the other yeah. thing that's rough about watching this movie is the him talking about uh, the the father talking about how. I okay. don't trust the media father. and convincing. Well, I understand. Yeah, he's doing it again, folks. Well, you Mark, did it just Mark a minute said, ago, Mark. Yeah, Mark said the father either, earlier. I was just stuttering on saying you the, fell the, 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 the 
a trap. And then said yeah. father. <laughs> it was all a trap. Cleverly it laid, was. sir. But Cleverly him laid. saying and convincing his people not to listen to the media because they're all lying is a little hard to listen to these days. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was weird to like s- s- listen to the political shit because it was on like very wide, like on both sides. I don't know. It was, yeah, I don't want. I don't even want to go there. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard to take. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's going to send a thumbs up, thumbs down. This is a thumbs up for me very easily. This movie you said isn't one that's like. And that threw me. <laughs> Did I? I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just heard it because I was expecting you to say thumbs down. Oh, uh, this is a thumbs up um, very easily for me. This it, It's not even one that is inaccessible to a realm of viewers because it's too gory or it's too you know niche or it's too anything. This movie is disturbing. I think it's, it's one potentially I think. too disturbing, dude. I mean, it is super fucking disturbing, but not in a way that, like, will viscerally... Like, this is what horror is supposed to be. It's supposed to make you fucking horrified. Uh, it's uh, it's really good in that way, and I think people should watch it if you haven't seen it. It's very, very good. It's a thumbs up for me, Mark. Yeah, it's an interesting point, because I, I, fr- I mean, I don't know. I'm about to talk myself one way or the other, so go with me on this ride. <laughs> it, as a horror movie, this is incredible, and... I don't want to use the word entertaining, but it's captivating, right? Like captivating's that uh-huh. that is the thing that is it. the selling point of all of this. Now, on the other side, I'm trying to figure out who I would actually recommend this to, and they're coming to me and they're like, "Hey, I want a horror movie." And I'm like, "Okay, so we got this thing. It's not really horror. This isn't your traditional horror affair, but it is a dramatization of the things that happen at Jonestown." And I don't think that sentence is ever actually going to yeah. happen in in real humans. Who are interacting with each other unless they're like deliberately trying to fuck with each other? People are starved for like that kind of horrifying shit, right? Maybe. And I mean, honestly, that's something that we've kind of underpinned this entire episode with, which is that there is a morbid entertainment to this crazy cult shit. And when it becomes exploitative, that becomes dirty and kind of unsettling i i don't know i i could very easily see myself recommending this to a lot of people but ultimately i'm going to give this a thumbs down because i i don't know this was a this was, it's a tough hang it's a tough it hang. is a tough hang thumbs down jake um i'm break this tie i have to break the tie and i hate doing this because i think this is a like really interesting piece of film and I'm super happy we, re- we reviewed it, but I'm ultimately yeah, taking pick. the side that Mark went to. I think this is too hard to recommend. I think that there's some risk with the old, like the way that it made its decisions with the exploitation and not really at least mentioning what happened at Jonestown. It just it rubs me the wrong way, and there could be something that I'm missing there, and that would be okay. I would be happy to learn otherwise because it might lead me to a different decision in the future. But as of right now, I just can't think of all that many people that I would go out of my way to me- like mention you should watch this movie to. However, having seen it, it is a good movie from a <laughs> horror standpoint. It's a very well-put-together piece of film. Yeah, but I think it's hard to recommend for yeah. several reasons, which we've talked about for uh, an hour. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so that's, I guess, a thumbs down from the A to Z Horror Crew. Should we get the fuck out of here? Yes. <laughs> we liked it. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my... Oh, you're throwing it to me. Holy shit. I was going on a bit. <laughs> yeah, we should leave. And this has been episode 205 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those links are all going to be down there in the description below. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things that you'd expect. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, 
if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. Right now and for the foreseeable future, we're going to be donating all of the money that's coming through our Patreon account to Feeding America. That is where that should be going, and you're going to get the same great content that you would hope for from becoming a patron of ours. So just consider that, and hey, if you want to put it somewhere else, that's totally fine too. We're just happy you're here hanging out with us. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. Next week, we're going to my pick, my first one of this crop. It is a... It's a classic, you guys. It's Poltergeist. A bit of a change of pace. A bit of a change <laughs> of pace. It's a classic. classic. All-time classic. Uh, we've reviewed this in writing, but that was in the days of yore. It was well before. Can't believe that. It was well before the podcast. Not, not well before the podcast. It was years ago. It was before the podcast. So we're going to do it justice, talk about it, bring you a podcast about it. It's going to happen roughly a week. It'll be great. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. There's a chemical there's a chemical reaction in my mouth happening with the Blondale that I just finished off that I did not mention. That's a different thing, and I was like, all kinds of flavors. I don't know what's happening. Guys, I need help. I need an adult.